I've been drilling holes in the earth for 30 years, and I have never, never missed the depth that I have aimed for. And by God, I am not going to miss this one. I will make 800 feet. 42 seconds. But I can't do it alone, Colonel. I need your help. You swear on your daughter's life, on my family's, that you can hit that mark. I will make 800 feet. I swear to God I will. And let's turn this bomb off. What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to Rotten Potatoes Podcast, where four friends reviewing me are reviewing movies that you absolutely should have seen already. My name's Tyler. I'm here with uh, my three best friends in the world. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Scott. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Zach. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> I'm Jake. <laughs> <laughs> this is solid, solid work, everybody. Yeah. Solid effort. Good job. Uh, Proud of you all. Yeah, so uh, this is episode two. Uh, last episode, we did Stand By Me, which was, uh, you know, a kind of a cult classic. Yep, seven out of ten. And uh, seven, uh, it was 70% on Rotten Potatoes score. Mm. Uh, and uh, so I thought we should do another cult classic. And so this episode, we are going to be reviewing Armageddon. Yes. Uh, super excited. So am I. I love this movie. I think this... Movie is perfect. <laughs> perfect yeah, on paper. I guess I'm the outlier. I thought, <laughs> I thought this movie was terrible. This was your first time, right? This is my first time. This is my first time as well, but uh, as soon as I heard Nuke and Asteroid, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely more for the movie buff, less for the film buff. Yeah. It's a surprisingly star studded movie. Oh yeah, yeah. there yeah. are a lot there of big a names. lot of people. So when I was a teenager, uh, I used to play this game with uh, my my high school best friend uh, Sam. We used to play this thing called the movie game, and it's basically uh, seven degrees of separation, Kev, the Kevin Bacon game. Mm -hmm. But we would just list two actors, and so like it was like Catherine Zeta Jones and Margot Robbie, and you had to try and connect them between like actors and movies, uh, and it was always like get. Direct it to Ocean's Eleven or Armageddon. If you mm -hmm. can get to Armageddon, you can get, get to anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so Armageddon. Uh, I'm super excited about this. Uh, some of uh, just the facts about Armageddon. Uh, Armageddon was actually this was kind of interesting. I did a little bit of research about this. Armageddon was it's based actually based on a true story. Based on a true story. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> That's correct. I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah, where were you for I remember Armageddon? <laughs> where were you when Paris got destroyed? <laughs> um, no, this was uh, kind of interesting. This was uh, Michael Bay's, uh, like, it, it was early in his film career. And prior to this, he had done, he had made a huge career off of doing music videos. That sounds about right. <laughs> Uh, what were some of his big music videos? Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, I saw the list, but none of them did Stood I out. care to. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't. I just kind of glazed over the list. I was like scrolling through IMDb, like, wh what is all of this before a movie? And finally, I realized it was music videos. But it made so much sense to me because I feel like all of Michael Bay's movies have like a distinctive look, mm -hmm. like a music video, and they look like music videos. Yeah. Like it, I thought that this was an Aerosmith music video. I mean, it was. It yeah. could have been. He did do, I will say, uh, he did do at least two Aerosmith music videos. So I think that was how he, he got the connection made with the connection with Liv uh, and Steven to do the song. Mm. Well, then they played two other Aerosmith songs, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, this was kind of early in Michael Bay's movie career and was kind of a seminal movie for him. So before this, we had... Um, we had Bad Boys. Bad Boys was his first feature film. Love that movie. Great movie. Bad I'm Boys 3 fan. recently came out. Oh. I also loved it. I think it's my favorite of the three Bad Boys. I think it is the best Bad Boys. You know, I didn't agree with you guys about that at first, but I've since come around. It's it's the best Bad Boys. I think it is the best of the three. Is it the best because it's the only one Michael Bay has not directed? Michael Bay directed and was in it. Yeah, he also He didn't appeared. direct the, last, the third one. Yeah, I think he did. I'm pretty certain he did. I have no clue. I don't I'm pay attention to that kind of stuff. Fact check. Which, by the way, uh, Jake, when we watched Bad Boys Two, pointed out that uh, that Michael Bay was in the movie, 
Uh, did you see him he's in, in Armageddon? Yeah. I, I, I rewound a bunch of times because I remember we talked and you're like, I don't think he's been in his movies before. And then he didn't direct. He did Bad not Boys. direct it. Wow, he was life. doing a uh, Netflix's Six Underground. Oh, with Ryan Reynolds. Maybe that is why it was the best one. Um, but I'm certain it is. Michael Bay. <laughs> you're not a Michael Bay fan. Uh, not necessarily. I'm trying to think if there's a Michael Bay movie I've seen that I did enjoy. We talked about Bad Boys. I haven't seen I haven't seen a single one. We oh, should that, watch Bad Boys. They're going to make the list. They're on the I'm list. I'm surprised that we didn't do Bad Boys instead of this one. Well, well there's time. Th- there's plenty of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's time. Yeah. Uh, I liked Pain and Gain. Did you guys see that one? Yeah. No. With that Mark was my Wahlberg. least favorite <laughs> Michael Bay movie. <laughs> but, um, Super interesting, though, about this. I'm sorry, Jake, I cut oh, you off. No, I was just going to say, like, Michael Bay appearing in his movies is interesting because Michael Bay... I feel like is the kind of guy that looks out of place no matter where he is. Absolutely. And so you see him, you're like, I don't know what Michael Bay looks like exactly, but that's got to be him because there's no other reason this guy should when be When was he in it? He was one of the scientists. He's one of the oh, scientists. Which is yeah. a hilarious oh. thing to me. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I didn't know what he looked like, and so we came out of Bad Boys 3, and I was like, but what was with the guy at the wedding? Like, I, I said that to Tyler, and he's like, that was Michael Bay. I think Jake is the one who pointed it out, but uh, I'm just gonna—I'll I'll give you the props, Jake. I won't—I won't tread on your props. Thank you. I was—I—I I rewound a bunch of times because uh, I was watching it. And I was like, that kind of looks like him, and then I had to look it up. Yeah, it is. He's in this movie. Uh, also, super interesting to me uh, in just the facts about Armageddon. This was written by J.J. Abrams. Yeah, yeah I saw that. that. I was shocked. I w- well, I was shocked at first, and then by the end of the movie. With just how little sense it made. I was like, yeah, that's, look, <laughs> that's that JJ seems like a J.J. Abrams. Wait, what didn't make sense? Oh, we'll get to it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I do feel like uh, I was a little surprised, but also at the same time, I was like, this makes perfect sense. Like, this is what I've come to expect and, and look for from J.J. Uh, yeah. Is storytelling like this? Just questions without answers. Yeah. I don't feel like I have any questions. Am I missing something? No, it's a perfect movie. I take it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I nominated Armageddon because, uh, Armageddon was one of those movies when I was a kid. Um, I watched this movie, not exaggerating between 60 and 80 times. Uh, like I watched this movie a ton. It was always on. I watched it twice this week. I did watch (laughs) it twice this week. I watched it by myself and then. And then we decided to do it for the podcast. And then Scott (laughs) still had to see it. And so I was like, well, I'll just watch it with you again. Uh, but I've seen it a ton. Uh, I loved it. Uh, Liv Tyler in this movie was one of my earliest like crushes. For sure. Like I had a real crush on Liv Tyler uh, from this movie. That's how I felt about Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Steven Tyler, and I was like, no. I mean, Steve Buscemi like much pretty, more acceptable. Steven Tyler looks like a pretty lady. He, you're, <laughs> I've never seen a dad and daughter look so different. Didn't he write "Dude looks like a lady" about himself? He did. He did. That's what I thought. Yeah, because yeah. he. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, now he. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember what he looked like. He always looked like kind of like okay. a lady. Yeah. He looks like a skeleton. He yes. looks. He looks like a female skeleton, <laughs> uh, loosely loosely draped in uh, garish clothing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I love this movie. Uh, in no. By no means am I saying that it is a great film. I think it is a great movie. Uh, we'll probably draw that <laughs> distinction down a lot here. Uh, I think the distinction is just if Scott and uh, Jake both like it, it's probably a movie. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> if, if if somebody says we need solutions that make sense and then somebody says nuke the asteroid, <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, my, uh, I, I love it. Uh, I know almost every line in this movie. Uh, I was watching it with, uh, my other roommate, uh, Lingle and, uh, it was, uh, there were several points where I'm like quoting the lines as it's happening. And he looked over at me. He's like, you're ruining the movie. And I had he seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. He had seen it before. I mean, who hasn't, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to be almost 30 and not have seen Armageddon. Have we specified who has not seen this movie? Who are the late bloomers? We haven't yet. So let's get into the late bloomers. Uh, Well, I was one of them. I had never seen this movie before. I had not seen it either. um, And I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. And then they told me, you know, 
nuke an asteroid. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm not over it. I'm still over it and I still love it. Wasn't it just such a fun time? It was. Like like there were there was a little bit of there was a little bit of part in the middle. I was kind of bored. I'm not gonna lie to you. Which but, part? I don't know. Like I just feel like there was so much going on after they got onto the asteroid. I was like, I feel like there should just be like less of this and more of the explosion. Mm. But you know, you wanted the explosion to last longer than four seconds. Absolutely. <laughs> um, no, it was, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I had a good time. Zach. Uh, I did not necessarily like it. So I will say that the first half of it, I actually did kind of like, and not in like a, uh, man, this is a good movie, but more so just like, this is a mess, but mm-hmm. it's still fun to watch. Yeah. And I felt that way. I will admit, I did feel that way throughout most of it, but I feel like the last hour of it was just so tough for me to get through. That's kind of what I, when I, I paused it at one point and I was like, there's still an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just, what it, else is there to do? Exactly. Like I, I feel like if it was instead of how long is it? It's like a little over two. It's, yeah. two it's like and two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. If it was like an hour and 45 or so, like, that would have been good. I still wouldn't have, like, said it I just it was, don't know what 45 minutes I would cut out of it, you know? It was just also oh, Agreed. I'm sure that I could find some, um, but I'm not going to get into that. But, uh, yeah, I feel like uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. But uh, it was just, it was too long. I couldn't, I couldn't handle that much mess for that long. Mm. There were so many, like, just, okay, the things that I did not like about it um, were... There's so many stupid one-liners mm-hmm. that were like. What was your favorite one? My favorite. My well, favorite hang, hang one. On. Don't don't do that yet. We're gonna get into our favorite lines <laughs> segment later. Yeah, there's just a <laughs> ton of humor that just like were, was not funny. Never funny. Um, the characters didn't make any sense. Like I couldn't understand anyone's emotions. Like, it, like it, I was watching and I kind of felt like like have the writers never met like a living human being. Like these don't (laughs) act like, and maybe that's just a Michael Bay thing that he like doesn't like to write about real humans, but it was like, these people are not responding. Like if I was one of those oil drillers who has never been to space and I'm about to go to space because the world is about to end. And I'm like one of the people who's responsible for saving the world. I'd be freaking out. They were. I'd be so, but no, you're they not weren't. a genius like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> he was a genius. But uh, no, they were not freaking out. They were like so chill. Like they were like overly chill about it. Like they're like, oh, okay. Like that makes sense. You Let's better see. believe if this, okay, in this scenario, for some reason, me and you are getting sent to outer space to save the world. I would be just like that. Oh. I would not. I'd be terrified. <laughs> Scott's going to be cracking jokes the entire way to the asteroid. I would be so terrified. How much fun and would that their be, Their first dude? thought is like, how can we like hustle the government to get out of taxes afterwards? It was like, uh, they, they yeah. were Well, they really just want to know what happened to JFK. What? They really just want to know what happened to JFK. Exactly. Like, like, just, came, exactly. It was if like, they would have came to the government afterwards, after they saved the world and said that, the government would have said no. I know, but <laughs> <laughs> that just it wouldn't be the first thing on my mind. The first thing on my mind would be like, will I live? And uh, that was not the first thing on their mind. They I, were, I feel like if you're a, a roughneck oil driller, uh, you don't have a whole lot of thought for self-preservation. Maybe. <laughs> that, I Did think you, that was my other issue was that like they were roughneck oil drillers and that was humanity's last hope. It was just like, like <laughs> it if, was I was, if I was that NASA guy who went, who was that one guy? Like the one like Colonel Sharp. The one guy who actually knew what he was doing. Yeah. Well, there I, few, there I'd quit. People. I'd go kill myself. I'd be like, we're done. Like, th- there's no way this is. You would kill yourself work. over even trying to save the world. You would just doom the world and blow your head off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'd go, but I just, I'd be terrified. That's that's what the real uh, secondary <laughs> protocol was. <laughs> it's for him to kill, <laughs> for him to kill himself. Honestly, I think that Things I'd be crazy. in space on it and then I'd kill myself because I would have had to spend that much time with all those characters. Like they were the most annoying, stupid, Stupid characters. I hated all of them. I feel like you those characters were like Peter our Storm friend group. Yeah, they, it was definitely. Uh, I felt like a no. caricature of our friend group for sure. Not at all. Yeah, because yeah. you guys are at least funny. These guys were. They were. None of them were funny. We're only never funny, funny because we understand each other's context and they right. understand each other's context. I guess. Yeah. I guess. But I. I didn't think they were funny at all. I started this movie like thinking like, man, there's a lot of actors in this that I really like. I'm really like. Owen Wilson. I love Owen Wilson. Like I'm excited to watch. Worst send off I know everyone. exactly. <laughs> and Steve Buscemi. And I, you know, I really like Ben Affleck. I don't really care for Bruce Willis that much. And by the end of it, I was just like, man, this movie made me hate all my favorite <laughs> actors. I hated all of them. I was looking at the cast of this movie 
And I was like, Peter Stormare is in the, who's Peter Stormare going to be in this movie? And then I heard that there was a cosmonaut alone in space. I was like, <laughs> that's going to be Peter Stormare. <laughs> and I, was like, I, I just knew it. And, and I love that they like the, this, the Russian space. What did it, what was it? The, the Russian space station. Yeah. The Russian space like station. Like it didn't have a name. It's just, it's just the Russian space station. <laughs> and they said it many times like, oh, like the Russian space station, the Russians like. Except usually it said like this Russian space station. Even, even the Russian, they didn't even have a name for it. It's like, this is the Russian space station. <laughs> Maybe know. they only have one. I mean, uh, apparently so. When did they communicate with Russia? Because it seems like U.S. didn't talk to anybody about this. They're yeah, like, exactly. we know about this, and we're not going to tell anybody. They talked with other world leaders because they did something with like China too. I don't think they did because they were no. trying to keep it all secret. And they're like, we're not telling anybody. But also, we've taken the Russians into our confidence yeah. somehow. Yeah, it's proof that Russia. Like, this was uh, about the election. Yep, it was about the election. No, it was uh, to try to mend Cold War uh, uh, hard feelings. Yes. Like, we'll bring the you Russians in. You think that they'd, like, like, reach out to other countries and, like, get the, like every country's brightest brains on this. But, no, just get Bruce Willis and his ragtag team of oil drillers and send them up and hope for the okay, best. Okay, you know what? He knows a lot about the art and the science of drilling. <laughs> okay? True. Well, he's never missed his death. And, and, and when there's I, 19 days, if you bring a bunch of other countries into it, there's no way you get this done in 19 days. Oh, yeah. Too many chiefs. Yeah. But there's no way you do it if you do it with... They did it. Did you not see the movie? <laughs> did it. They did it. Gosh. I think this was a documentary. <laughs> based on a true oh, story. Oh, Jake, what true so story much. was this based on? I don't have any. What? 9-11. Oh. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I do think that Michael Bay oh, did man. predict 9-11. <laughs> that was I'm an sorry. easy pass, and Jake just I completely know. I, whizzed by. I froze. I wasn't ready to get put on the spot. I'm new at this podcast. I was waiting again. for it. I was like, and then it never I happened. thought we decided to that not talk about 9-11 on this that podcast. as disappointing mm. as Armageddon. <laughs> I'm glad I could keep it going for you. Deliver. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Scott, you were the other uh, one who's seen this movie before. What was? Uh, what's your feedback watching it again? Yeah, I mean, I love this movie. There's uh, just so many different scenes that give me the feels. Um, Are you kidding me? Oh, how? For, I cry every Which time I cry watch this movie. Cry at what? Every, every time, time Bruce Willis says bye to live at yep. the end, oh, tears. Goodness. Every single time. Every time. Fail. And I've seen this movie less than Tyler, but probably 40 to 50 times. Oh, I hated it. I just How much time do you guys have? <laughs> this movie was so long. Here's the thing. We used to live at houses that had basic cable, and you would just flip through the channels until you found something you wanted to watch, and whenever this movie was on, you'd stop and watch it. Yeah, That's Armageddon the was most boomer on. thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Armageddon was always on. Uh, I feel like Armageddon had an HBO run of like five years, like where it was on HBO yeah. regularly. For I like guess we weren't rich enough to afford HBO. I can't HBO. switch from like... These are the goofiest, zaniest, quirkiest characters, and then now they want to be serious and like switch to cry, like, like they, you, they you never have to earn it. To and I, but it's like real life, a little bit. Like we goof around, and then serious stuff happens, and we switch. Yeah, but you have to establish like the right tone. And I just feel like this never established that kind of tone. Like I, I think I would have liked it more if it kept that just kind of stupid like over the top tone throughout the movie, but then it would try to get serious. I'm going to okay bloomer you right now. Yeah, okay. This movie's great. Okay. Bloomer. Uh, because his relationship with Liv is the only thing that does keep it was serious the whole time. Serious. His relationship with her. Like, yeah, you're right. Before they take off and she's at the, she's at the, the site of the Apollo 11 launch. I that was Apollo one. Oh, was it? Well, That's it was the important. one that blew up. That was Apollo 11. Apollo 11 landed on the moon. Apollo 11 did land on the moon. Apollo 1. We're going to go with Apollo 1. It was the Apollo mission that landed, that that blew up. Mm -hmm. And she's there, and they have this really emotional interaction. Uh, and, and, like, through the whole thing, even when they're not, like, on good terms, like, it's high emotion. Uh, when she's like, I quit. I've been seeing AJ for a long time. You can't yeah. treat me like a little girl anymore. You know, like they were always very emotional. Everyone else, for sure. Like Owen Wilson dies. Owen Wilson didn't really have a part. There's so, a character that I've completely forgotten about and I still can't remember. Like somebody else dies. On is, that, is that on like, that is it the guy's face at the end in the funeral? I don't it remember. It was one of the just regular astronauts. It wasn't. No, nobody. When, it was, it was this guy. Here's the guy. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you. It's when uh, Bruce Willis sits all them down to tell them what happened. Uh, 
he's one of the ones that like chimes up and speaks and he looks like, and he kind of has an accent like he is Eastern European, like Slavic or something like that, but it's his only line. We don't really see him on the oil rig. He has one line in the conference room and then he dies on the, in the shuttle crash. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I don't, I didn't like, is his face like, one of the ones on the picture and one of the pictures in the funeral? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, it's at the I remember, wedding, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, at the yeah. wedding. I'm sorry. Yeah. At the Same wedding. thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was watching that scene. I was like, okay, I recognize three out of the four of those pictures, but who is that guy on the far left? Yeah. I've never seen him before. Yeah, he had one line in the whole movie. Even that is frustrating. Why put his picture up if he's not even a character? Well, he was. He had he a was. line. Yeah, and I'm a sure line. He, he was one of the guys. <sighs> <laughs> that uh, that scene where they're rounding everybody up. I have a few questions about that scene. When or they're, they're rounding when they're when they're bringing all the people together oh, yeah. for this job. Yeah, why does everyone disperse? Yeah, so why was everybody gone? <laughs> Also, how did Owen Wilson outrun helicopters on a horse? <laughs> how did he do that? But See, the, exactly. Wow. It's so stupid. The biggest question I have is how did Ben Affleck already start a business? Oh, so <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, It's been one. like two days. I will yeah. give you guys that one. How did he do that? I remember, He's already I drilling. He's got drills set up. I think he bought the drills and he just stood or up he a just chain link fence. Bought a business that was already <laughs> happening and just and like twenty four hours later, he's like he's hard at running work it. Doing yeah, it. like what happened? Well, time is money, guys. I mean, come <laughs> I on. Just, I don't no, think no, no. That... I'll admit defeat on that one. <laughs> that was a flaw. There in were the movie. so many moments that were just like that. Where it's no, like, that's why the only did one. The, like what? So this frustrated me so much too. It's like, why did so Bruce Willis? gives himself up to what I didn't honestly I wasn't even paying attention at this point what was he doing he was drilling he was the one who was going to drill at the no, end no he was the one that was going to so obviously the remote detonator had to get damaged mm -hmm. and then he had to stay behind to detonate the bomb so he detonated it yes yep. why it shouldn't have been him it should, oh, have, it should have been anybody else it should have been Steve Buscemi Oh yeah, I they're on the way back, Steve and Buscemi. Steve Buscemi is like, "Oh, by the way, I own or I owe a hundred thousand dollars to a loan shark." Yeah, but Steve here's the Buscemi thing: Steve tried, Buscemi had space dimension. He had space dimension, kind of went crazy, <laughs> and so they didn't trust him to actually do it. He had space dimension. That's what, That's they, what said. they said. That's it was, what they said. Yeah. I think the most remarkable line of the whole movie to me <laughs> because they, he said it with such seriousness. Like he's like shooting that gun, and then they're like, "What's wrong with him?" And the Colonel Sharp was like, "He's got space dimension." And everyone's like, "Accepted that." <laughs> it was like that's a thing. I think I, I Googled so it. out at that part. I Googled it. It's not a thing. I figured. <laughs> oh, that just kind of makes me hate it. But they didn't. He offered at the end. Whatever. When they're drawing exactly. straws. Exactly. That's why I was like, he wants to do it. But they didn't trust him to do it because of the space. Because dimension. he's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. So let's, uh, we, we've gotten a little ahead of ourselves. That's okay. We're going to back up though. And we're going to do a little bit of the play by play. Uh, so movie opens uh, and we have... Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, movie opens and we have uh, these uh, deep core drillers uh, that are on this oil rig and uh, they get, uh, specifically Harry Stamper, played by Bruce Willis, gets recruited uh, to save the world. Uh, we've already kind of talked about it a little bit, but mm -hmm. obviously ludicrous premise. Uh, There's such an interesting cut. Because we went from all these NASA scientists who looked all serious, who, I don't know, they're probably talking nonsense. And then we just cut right to Bruce Willis hitting golf balls at protesters. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good look. Also, I noticed something for the, I didn't really ever pick up on before, is that Bruce Willis in this movie is a millionaire. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the best. He's very, very wealthy. Like he, I've he's always dug his I, whole I, life. I don't know why I never noticed it, but like I always, he always kind of struck me as someone who's like trying to make it in the. Very blue collar. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's blue collar, but he's wealthy blue collar. But he talked about, like, when he's talking with uh, Ben Affleck's character about, like, how about you buy your own $8 million rig? And, like, and right. like oh, dang, Bruce Willis <laughs> is throwing cash money around. Yeah. Yeah, he's super wealthy. I mean, he's built an empire uh, with, uh, you know, some of these investors in the South China Sea. Mm -hmm. Why is he still doing the drilling is what my real question game. is. <laughs> Yeah, he's been I, drilling his whole life. Yeah. It's all he knows. He's never missed a depth. And never. and <laughs> he has uh, he's still not he still doesn't know everything. He's still learning. And he's only the best because he's he works with the best. And he's not yeah. learning anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he learned something. He went the way of River Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> a little throwback to last Shout episode. Out to episode one. <laughs> So uh, he goes uh, to NASA. NASA fills him in on uh, the situation. That and there's a very angry Keith David. 
(laughs) I love his voice. And so I was on his side, you know, he was just so authoritative. I was like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Get them out of here. But just nuke it. But what about Billy Bob Thornton? I like Billy Bob Thornton. He's not as angry. As Keith David, so there's less, you know, less sway. less authority. Yeah, this might be one of the few Keith David uh, roles in which he's not the abject villain. Yeah, he did. He was really trying to screw up their whole plan. Like I don't understand what he thought. Like, oh, let's blow it up now, when everyone's like, that's not going to work. All yeah. the scientists were like, yeah, that's not going to work. And then he's like, let's just do it anyways. <laughs> the president <laughs> like, said so. Like, let's not keep trying until the last minute. Let's just blow it up now. You know, it's because they were afraid yeah, of losing I mean, radio contact with it. But like, yeah. it's it wasn't going to work anyways. <laughs> he he was informed this won't work. The president's advisor said it would. That's Remember? True. Oh, you're right. I mean, of a movie where no one's decisions made any sort of sense, this was just one of the few times that that that's the case. You know, everybody perfect the whole time. <laughs> this movie made perfect sense. <laughs> J.J. Abrams. <laughs> J.J. Abrams. Dude, he did Star Wars. <laughs> and he did the best one. Yeah. And the worst one. I meant that one. <laughs> Which is for sure the worst one. I mean, he did he did the worst one, and then he, he copied one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he copied the best one. Yeah. And then made the worst one. Uh, so these, uh, these drillers, uh, roughnecks decide that they're going to do it. They're going to save the world. They're going to go up into space and they're super chill about it. Like they're they're going to strip clubs the night before, (laughs) like partying. They're like, I'm an astronaut. You can't arrest me. (laughs) I can get the FBI on you. The one guy spent a hundred thousand dollars on a stripper. (laughs) And I think I want to know where you go to get a stripper that costs a hundred thousand dollars. I want to know what, how he got out of it when he got home. He He probably was hoping he died. He didn't. Yeah, he I like died. to think the loan shark got him and broke some kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was died. fine at that wedding, though, you know? Oh, he was at the wedding. Huh? Yeah, and he had the stripper. She was there. Oh. She was, yeah, uh, he uh, he get, he ends up with her. But I'd like to think that they die together. Did he did he From lose the, the space dementia yeah. when he came back to Earth? Well, he's not in That's, space yeah, anymore. Yeah, because then he remembered Obviously. his loan. <laughs> mm, as soon as they entered the atmosphere is when he said that. <laughs> he's like, hey, yeah. wait, I'm not in space anymore. <laughs> I got this. I figured it out. And then the NASA guy says, oh, he does not have space dementia anymore. And then yeah. everyone's kind of like, oh. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they uh, they go up to space. Uh, they encounter some difficulty, like we've sort of mentioned already, uh, at the Russian space station. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and we meet our our Russian Russian cosmonaut. Just a great accent on Peter Stormare right there. <laughs> oh, just perfect. Wait, he's not Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like he's like the ultimate typecast. Yeah, like he's always just kind of a, a unhinged Russian character. Usually, you think like, he would have gotten better at being that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Is he in? He's in John Wick, right? He is in John. And Wick. He's oh, Russian in John he Wick. He's right? Russian in John. Should have got a Nikolai from Lost. Yep, he's uh, he's in Bad Boys as well. Bad Boys Two. Yep. Is he uh, also as a Russian? Russian. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's a Russian club owner. Is he Russian in real life? No, no. Is he? I thought he was. I don't think he is. Oh man, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, you look that up. We'll we'll keep talking while you look yeah, that so up. Yeah, so there's there's some in. problems at the space station, and. Uh, with the fuel pumps yeah, Bruce, and Ben Affleck ben doesn't know what he's supposed to like do. Ripping things apart for no reason. <laughs> well, so then he ends up getting locked with the cosmonaut in the space station. Everyone leaves them and they have to like go through this like frozen area of the space station. Yeah. I don't know what that place was, but I wouldn't have it must gone be there. where like all the condensers are. I would have died. It's very interesting. Peter Stormare is Swedish. Hmm. <laughs> would not have guessed that <laughs> of all the, I was pretty sure he wasn't Russian. I don't know what the Swedish accent sounds like, but didn't think it was that, yeah. <laughs> Things was, like that. I think that was racist. <laughs> I think we're going to have to edit that. <laughs> I don't want to be on a podcast that features that. <laughs> that was also the uh that was also the the opening to the most popular offspring song of all time. What's it? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. The Almond Deep and Bargain Woven. Uh, I thought that was the exact noise that SpongeBob made on Lee Ferrickson day. <laughs> Maybe. It's all the same soundbite. <laughs> it's all Peter Stormare. Yeah, just talking regular. Yeah, from, from like an interview. His voice has just changed because he's been cast as a Russian so many times. Uh, 
So they end up getting off the, the space station. The Russian space station explodes, which no one seems to really care about. Yeah. It's bigger fish to fry, I guess. Yeah, we've got a nuke an asteroid. Also, did they accomplish the refueling that they needed to They were to 90%. 90% of their okay. fuel. Yeah. yeah, they got 90%. There was a lot going on in that segment, and it was a little hard to follow. Yeah. It's still a so perfect movie. They, they Well, they had sent to... Uh, sorry, did you have something else to add to that I was area? just going to say that, like, the, the graphics were abysmal. Well, you got to remember, this is 1996. I feel like they were still bad for that time. I thought it was nine. I mean, I guess ninety. I mean, not that when much did uh? Oh, it was ninety-eight. You're right. When did uh? When did two thousand one Space Odyssey come out? Two thousand one. Way earlier, and it still looked so much better no. in space. No. Uh, I don't know. No. I've never seen two thousand one Space Odyssey, or I even Star either. Wars. I don't better. really want to. No. I thought this looked terrible. I'll, I'll show you some uh, side by sides, and you're going to be like, "Okay, it's definitely maybe better. it's definitely better." I mean, that destruction of Paris bad. looked like the real thing, you know, like when it happened, when it actually happened in real yeah, life. Yeah, when Star Wars, yeah. when a planet explodes, do you remember what that looks like? I when guess it, it looks like okay for that time. And watching this, it was just like I feel like it should have been so much better, even at that point in time. I think it was just because it was all these uh, actors that you really like. You were expecting it to be like a movie today. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think so. I agree. Because it, it really was pretty solid. Like, I was, I actually thought that the... I was surprised at how well the graphics held up. Really? Yeah. May, so maybe I could be wrong, but I will disagree that they held up. Because I did thought you they see looked that asteroid? terrible. Why did that asteroid have that mist around it? Yeah, That's, why it had an atmosphere. Well, it was so big. It was like, the size of Texas. Well, it, it looked like... Dormammu from Doctor Strange. <laughs> I was just like surrounded in mist for some reason. I didn't get understand any of that. Well, it's a it's a, a like a comet, like a comet tail. Like okay. that's yeah. like a real thing in astrophysics. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> so the they had sent two of the whatever they're called the X seventy ones. Yeah, mm. into outer space. Freedom and independence. Freedom and independence. Yeah, they just trusted these oil diggers. I mean, I guess they had to. They had actual pilots on both of them. Yeah, they they had they an did. Air Force commander and a NASA pilot on each one. Yeah. That was it for technical crew. They only had four actual. Yeah, you think it, it would be more out of like twenty? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I feel did like they also really they needed all fit, of those oil drillers. They could have fit all of them onto one shuttle, probably. Well, right? they did two just in case there was oh. a problem with one. It was mm. a contingency, but they didn't bring two bombs, did they? They did. I think the other one had a bomb. The other one had a bomb, and they just then left why didn't it they there? use that bomb instead of killing Bruce Willis? Well, because AJ is an they idiot. They didn't know where didn't it was. Bring it with him. Yeah, they didn't know where it was. <laughs> Man, there's so much about this movie that I missed from not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> we got a text from you this week. I was at work and I just see, man, Armageddon is actually bad. though. <laughs> if they had, oh, the other one wasn't in radio frequency, which is why they couldn't uh, do it from Earth. I was going to say because when they set off the nuke from Earth, that one should have ticked too, but it was outside of the radio range, so that's why only that one was working. Correct. Can we also just say like how this movie did not waste any time? Oh, like, it's so like fast. it's first of all, it's just like hey, by the way, like two thousand years ago or whenever, like this happens. Sixty-five million years later. Yeah, I we're looking at the my timeline was a little messenger. off, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, and the way that it opens, I'm just like, so this is probably going to be a main character. And it's just like a hobo. With what do you mean? Dog. Like that's the guy that was grits and gravy on the Chappelle show. I didn't watch that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh we spent a lot of time on his dog, too. Yeah, okay. That's three minutes we could have cut out of it. <laughs> okay. So, so they, yeah, they were getting it. Then they New were, York is just blowing up. Yeah, that's where we JJ, had the 9-11. JJ <laughs> was giving a human element to this tragedy, and I don't fault him one bit for that. I was really attached to the bike messenger. The, yeah. I never learned his name. <laughs> Didn't we do to, see though. him at the very end, too. I'm glad they kind of brought that yeah, full you're right. circle. You're right. Yeah, so I was so curious the entire movie. What, and then that I guy selling his Godzillas in New yeah. York. Why was that? Why was he doing that? Once to show again, human some like, uh, yeah, human tension. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so they get to the asteroid. One ship goes down. Yep, the one with Ben Affleck. The one with Ben Affleck's ship goes down, and we lose a lot of people really quick. Mm -hmm. Owen Wilson, most importantly. Most importantly, it, and most he didn't so say one small. wow in this entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> and that wow. was its only fault. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 We can't just keep doing that. <laughs> Do you ever see that little video of the Star Wars and all the lightsaber sounds are Owen oh, Wilson saying yeah. wow? <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, so one doesn't make it. Uh, the other lands, and they just sort of forget well, about. They're, they're twenty. They land twenty six miles past where they should. And Steve Buscemi knew that immediately because he is a genius. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's the only reason he he's looking it. at the charts. And so that had to have been before the space dementia kicked in. It yes. was for yes. sure. Space like the space dementia, dementia has kicked a in reaction. as soon as he saw the guns. Which why did they have guns on those things? That is an okay. That's another one. I even <laughs> said it to Tyler yesterday. I was like, wait, why did they have giant machine guns? <laughs> Dude, for all of the, the hardcore... It was in case there was aliens, I think. Yeah, for all the hardcore <laughs> alien battle. Just in case they were going to have to fight. Maybe it was like an alien spaceship instead of just an asteroid. They put guns on that thing, but they also put a gun in a lockbox for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he could have just used the machine gun. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> like, they didn't keep that under lock and key. <laughs> well, what's that gun going to do if Bruce Willis is like, hey... I, I have this, these machine guns. <laughs> this giant rotating Tommy gun. Yeah. Completely controlled by all the drillers. <laughs> See, there's there's so much that doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, it, it added to the movie, though, for sure. Yeah, it's just... Uh, it's it's. Uh, How else would we have known he had space dementia? Plot intrigue. <laughs> there's no other way to talk about that space dementia. Crucial plot point. Crucial. 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 So, movie. yeah, half the crew's pretty much gone. They start digging. And they blow through different parts. Sing rhymes. They, they blow out the transmission. <laughs> like, like Ben Affleck was warned against blowing out the transmissions in the training. And then Bruce Willis just did it anyways. Yeah, know? Bruce Willis burned up more transmissions on the asteroid than Ben Affleck ever did in training. But the thing is, they were drilling through iron or some, some sort of metal he's not iron ever seen ferrite. before. Iron well, ferrite. Yeah. yeah. And so that happens. They replace that. They're digging again. And then something happens where the whole machine gets destroyed and shot into outer space. They hit a gas pocket. Yeah, they mm. hit a gas pocket. And then we lose our, our fat friend. Max! Yeah, Max. I don't know who what his actual name is in real life. I, I think Max. that he was probably too fat to go to space. Mm. Like, like every, every I was surprised he survived the 10 Gs around the moon. Oh, yeah. That yeah. seemed super improbable to me. Because uh, he's got to weigh like, already like a solid 300 pounds. I'd probably yeah. It depends how tall he was, but sure. Yeah, around there. Solid three hundred and uh, and ten Gs. What is that? Ten X basically on your weight. Is that how that works? Not G- quite, but I have no idea. I think it is. I I pretty close anyway. Uh, I actually Googled it because that didn't seem plausible to me, and it turns out there was an Air Force officer uh, who once survived forty five Gs. And during that time, his body weighed 7,700 pounds. Hmm. So 10 Gs is plausible. Like, I thought it wasn't. I thought 10 Gs. But he was also an Air Force trained. Sure. But I'm just saying. physically fit. He did 45. I think they can probably do 10 and survive. Have you ever been on one of those spinning things at the fair? Yeah. I almost pass out on that. Oh, no. I love those (laughs) things. I'm about them. The world starts feeling like it's here upside down and laying down. I went to one of those in Germany. Uh, and it was at Oktoberfest actually, which turns out Oktoberfest is like a huge fair. Like, I mean, there's rides and it's bigger than Disneyland. And, uh, they had one where you just literally went into a room. It's a centrifuge and you go into a room and you literally just stand against the wall. And as it spins, it also rocks back and forth and it slides you up and down the wall that you're Mm -hmm. pinned against. It was so much fun. They used to have one of those at, uh, uh, Castle Park. I think they still do. Is it still there? Yeah. Castle Park is a amusement park. In Southern California, in specifically in Riverside. Can, you, can it really classify as an amusement park? There's yeah, I've golf. never had fun it's there. The, it meets the bare minimum requirement to be an amusement park. I, w- I would call it more of a, uh, I would call it more of a fun park than an amusement park. Mm, yeah. Like I'm never amused when I go there, but I have a, a minor degree of fun. Mm. Well, back to the movie. Yeah. Um, so that gets shot off into space. Oh, actually, I was looking at my notes and I had another question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit me. Why did they take the time to plant a flag on this asteroid? <laughs> There's so much going on and they have such little time and they're going to blow it up. They're going to they're blow, gonna blow up, up anyway. this asteroid, but they plant a flag on it. Well, because when you're America and you Claim go to ground, a new dude. Did they get a picture of it? Did they get a picture of the flag on the asteroid? I don't know. Maybe like, they were wasting a lot of time. Yeah. Like they were, they were debating on whether or not to turn off the bomb. And like Bruce Willis is trying to kill. What's his face? Cap. I'll Colonel. just, I'll just talk it up to JJ's bad writing. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. 
So uh, while they're burning up uh, drill heads and transmissions, uh, and it looks like this isn't going to happen, they decide uh, to go to secondary protocol where they're just going to blow up the nuke on the surface, which again, we already know won't work. And that is leads to one of my other favorite lines, of, or should I save that? Yeah, is, save save okay. some of them, yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, it ends up they the uh, a couple of the crew members make it back, including the Russian cosmonaut. He's indestructible. Uh, he, AJ, and Bear all make it back, and uh, they are able to finish the drilling. They get it to the right depth. Who's Bear? He's the big black guy. He's from he's oh, the one that's in the Green Mile. Green Mile. Green Mile. I yeah. forget his name. Ving Rames. Ving Rames. Yeah. <laughs> Not Ving Rames. <laughs> Just assuming that people listen to both episodes of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ambitious. Yeah, so uh yeah. The United States tried to remote blow it up, but that wasn't gonna work. They were able to cancel and stop the nuke from blowing up. They drill the right depth, and then there's some kind of like a rock hailstorm thing that happens. <laughs> they uh, also they drilled like 250 feet in like four hours and then they drilled like the other 450 feet in like 10 minutes <laughs> well it was because that that first part was that iron ferrite it and was, so and then was, they, got they got past that and so it was easier to dig easier through. easier terrain they just they got through that right at the right amount of time for the drama correct yeah. Yeah. okay it's pretty correct. basic drilling yeah <laughs> if you think about it i'm not an expert like bruce willis yeah clearly <laughs> yeah yeah so in that Hailstorm, uh, the nuke gets damaged somehow so that it can't be remote detonated anymore, which means someone's got to stay behind to do it. And so they draw straws, and uh, Ben Affleck's character gets it. AJ. I don't AJ. know why he was ever in the straw drawing. Like, he's this young, ambitious guy. Like, he should go back for sure. Yeah. Well, he just, he wanted to be a hero. His entire thing, He's a, he wants to be the guy. Like, he's... Well, uh, you, it, it would be hard to live with yourself if you're in this scenario and you don't put your name in the hat. I, I feel like the rest of I us were a, like, no, I wouldn't put my name in the oh, hat. No, that's what, that's what sure. Peter Sermer was, right? I mean, yeah, it should have, someone should have, just whoever had the least to lose should have just offered to do it and they should have just gone with it. They should have been but a Russian he guy. had space dementia. <laughs> no, even if it wasn't Steve Buscemi and I was corrected, I didn't realize he had space dementia, but it's, it should have been <laughs> then the Russian guy. He yeah, that's had, what he says, right? He's he, like, I'm not going to go back to my home country and say I didn't do this. I don't know why he didn't his, say I'm not going to go back to Russia. His life before was just in the Russian space station, well, which is now months. destroyed. Just for 18 months. Well, still, yeah, he still he's out a of a job. We don't know. Jake, to be fair, he could have been from somewhere like the Ukraine or you know any of these other countries that are like post-Soviet, but still sort of Russian-controlled, you know? All right. So anyways... AJ draws the small straw. He gets chosen to be the one to stay behind it, destroy the nuke, and kill I himself. I never for one minute thought Ben Affleck was going to die. I was like, it's just not mm. going to happen. <laughs> and so, yeah, him and Bruce Willis go down, and he, AJ has been dating Bruce Willis's daughter the whole time, and there was a conflict in the beginning of the movie about that. And so Bruce Willis ends up taking out his air supply and shoving him back into the uh, elevator and taking his place. And then they have a cool exchange of like take care of my daughter and I love you and all I also kind of hated that exchange too. Oh, that, it's one of the he hated ones. him the that whole movie. He hated him the whole exactly. movie and then he said I always thought of you as a son. And I'm like, exactly. well, why did you try to shoot him with a shotgun? Or he's exactly, a bad father. But still, that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> he actually did shoot him. Actually, he got he it. Was, hit it was ricochet. It was him. a well, ricochet. And right. you would think that's that enough. even even if, enough. if he's a bad father, then AJ wouldn't be screaming I love you, I love you. You know, well, the, just because I mean, they have a even complicated, in the I guess being in the it, midst of that, scenario. I guess it was a heightened. Yeah, I guess you're right, but it did. It felt very forced. Like to me. think about like, yeah, they've had their differences, all these things, but in this moment, Bruce is giving up of his feelings in those ways and giving him his blessing and taking his place and saying, "Take care of my." Like he's very much like passing on the torch. To I'm him surprised they didn't play. I don't want to miss a thing in that moment. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> surprised how like, often I, they played that song. Yeah, I was surprised that they used it. For like before they ever even went into space, they should have just done a sound clip of "I don't want to close my eyes." Right as Bruce Willis hit the uh, <laughs> closes his eyes, <laughs> so Bruce he Willis stays behind. <laughs> he blows up the nuke uh, right after giving a very tearful goodbye to his daughter Grace. Mm -hmm. Took him a lot of time. One of the, one of the best scenes. Oh in gosh, movie I, seriously, history. I cry <laughs> cinema <history>. every <laughs> time. 
Every this is one of the time. films, right? It's not this a movie. is one of the films. Oh, it's okay. a film, <laughs> not a movie. Yeah. And, Man, uh, I felt so bad for Liv, Liv, Liv Tyler, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Liv Tyler is really good at playing parts where she can't go on the adventure. Right. And all the men do, but yeah. she stays behind and we like get to see glimpses of her kind of like sorrowfully thinking about it. <laughs> but she know? got to do that one year later. Yeah, know? exactly. She yeah. gets to be Arwen. Peter that Jackson was, was like, Mitch, you're really good at that. You're really good at doing pretty much nothing, but looking really sad. <laughs> uh, they all make it back, the asteroid, uh, it, within one second. Yep. Bruce they were, Willis blows it up. They were outside of nuke range real fast. They had like 12 <laughs> seconds to take off. They took off, they got outside of the range of the nuke, and then he falls down a hole. Yeah. And then still blows it up? Still well, he climbs out of the hole. Yeah. I mean he didn't fall far down the hole. That's true. And then climbs out, blows it up, uh, and the world lived happily ever after. Yep. Asteroid missed by four hundred miles on both sides. Except for all the Except for everybody cities in Paris. that were blown yeah, up. Paris, yeah. Paris didn't do great. Tell they, and everybody in Singapore, is that where it was? I think it was I Singapore. Singapore. I, remember, I paused the movie and then I, I went away and then I came back. I was like, why are we Insane. Like, why are we in Asia all of a sudden? I thought everything was for the happening. human connection yeah, aspect because yeah. Singapore got wrecked. That's true. That and then I then I understood because it yeah. is still a perfect movie. All right, so now's the time. What were some of your favorite lines? Oh, the one I was going to talk about earlier is when uh, what's the name Max? He says to Colonel Sharp, "What are you doing with a gun in space? It's like you guys brought nukes, you guys <laughs> brought guns, <laughs> machine guns, yeah, and then." It's like, I don't even understand why he asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is the most normal thing that's happened so far. Yeah, there's a lot of drama going on. Like, why are you, Bruce Willis, trying to kill this guy with these, I don't even know what you'd call them. Some sort of a wrench plier. Yeah, like, he didn't ask that. Pipe wrench. Pipe wrench. There was a moment where there, there, just some really well delivered exposition from Owen Wilson when they're (laughs) finally getting into space and he says... Uh, Owen Wilson says something to the extent of, uh, this is space. We're in the beginning part of space. We haven't gotten to outer space yet. And then <laughs> yeah. just cut to yep. something completely different. <laughs> you know I, what else? He I said, really liked his, uh, 80%, 20%. Like I'm 80% excited, 20% yeah. scared. And then that's what I was about to, to say. 80. I was like, that's the most Owen Wilson thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. What about you, Scott? Favorite uh, lines? Well, we've kind of been talking about it the whole time, but. I think my favorite, like all the lines in the whole scene of uh, him saying goodbye to live at the end. Oh yeah, absolutely. Could you give any of them? Um, when she says, uh, I know I told you I didn't want to be like you, but it's not true because I am like you. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I was paying attention at that part. Oh, I was paying attention. I was crying. And and then I, mean, I was he, sad. He starts it with like, Hey, Hey baby girl. Like I'm gonna have to break my promise. Hey, yeah. baby girl, like he's talking to his girlfriend. <laughs> he doesn't say the words baby girl. Scott added that. Uh, okay, so my, I think my favorite <laughs> line. <laughs> I totally would have believed you if you had said that. Zach did not watch this movie. <laughs> I checked out after about an hour and 50 minutes. I think my favorite part, or my favorite line, I should say, is uh, when they're trying to get off the asteroid and the spaceship won't start. And... Uh, uh, the Russian the Russian cosmonaut goes down to kind of help <laughs> fix repairs, and she, you know, the the Air Force pilot says, "Get out of my way! You don't know the components." And he says, "Russian components, American components, all made in Taiwan." And he <laughs> and he like moves her out of the way, and he was like, "This is how we fix things on Russian space station." And he just, and starts, just starts banging the <laughs> banging, and the, then it starts working. And it starts working. And well, then he, he gives it one more good whack. He's like, yes. And he gives it one more good whack. I'm like, if it's working, don't hit it again. Yeah, you might knock <laughs> it he doesn't move out. her out of the way. He throws her to the ground. He does. Yeah. But he, he warns her. He says, if you don't move, I will have to move you. And uh, He was really confident in his ability <laughs> <laughs> to hit this thing into work. <laughs> to beat it into submission. I think also when, uh, what's his name? Billy Bob uh, at the end says hey permission to oh no it wasn't him it was no it was colonel 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 willie sharp willie sharp says uh permission to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man i ever met actually i need to take back my favorite line and uh correct it with he has space dementia (laughs) it was delivered so quickly and so offhandedly and they didn't address it ever again they just said he has space dementia they didn't explain what that is why he has it and then everyone's like okay and then they gave him to a chair duct taped him to a chair (laughs) why did they bring that tape 
In and why did some reason they bought a gun? Why did the Russian undo his mouth and just let him go? Well, he didn't let him go. He just untaped his mouth because he was squirming and the Russian was like, oh, whatever, and just un- untaped his mouth. All right, well, uh, so let's get into our very sophisticated uh, algorithm uh, to determine our Rotten Potatoes score. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this time uh, we'll start with Zach. Uh, yeah, I give this three. I probably give it three baby girls. <laughs> <laughs> Scott? I'm going to give it 7.8 nukes. <laughs> Jake? I'm going to give it Can we just do whole numbers? Space. No, we Why don't do have we? to. Okay. Why not? I'm going to give it six guns in space. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give this uh, six and a half space dementias. Mm. Uh, so uh, we'll plug this into the computer, uh, run a few processing get the uh, algorithms, get the diagnostics, beat it with a wrench uh, because these components were made in Taiwan. Uh, and... Uh, this movie uh, comes out to a 58% score. That's way too close to Stand By on Me. On Rotten Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> what did Stand By Me get? Seven. Is 70. 70%. 70%. 70%. 70%. Difference. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Way too close. Way too close. Yeah, this one should have been higher. But uh, this right. is... <laughs> should have been 100. You know, the math don't lie. This is a, a 58% on Rotten 58%. Potatoes. It has a 73% on Rotten Potatoes. Tomatoes. I know. Yeah, but it's I've never heard of that website. from the critics. What did what did uh, Stand by Me get? Uh, it was in the high eighties or nineties. What is this website you guys are talking about? So, yeah, on IMDb, Stand by Me is like number. Oh no, that's that's a different movie. IMDb, it's on IMDb's top twenty-five. It is, and it got an eight point one out of ten for IMDb. Uh, Stand by Me did wow, a ninety-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So nice. really harsh Metacritic, seventy-five percent. Yeah, but Metacritic's always very harsh. Uh, but uh, Armageddon. Uh, let's see what that got. And to it all got of our uh, seventy-three, because I just said that. I know, but I wanted to see it got six point seven on IMDb, a thirty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, from the critics, and a forty-two percent on Metacritic. So, yeah. So uh, that does it for this episode. Made a lot of money. It made. Oh yeah, dude. This was a. I'm telling you, this was a massive was a blockbuster. Yeah, the, I mean, I don't doubt 90s. that. Uh, this is a big deal. I remember it when it came out. But uh, thank you guys so much uh, for giving us a listen. Yeah. And if you guys would like to reach out to us, you can get us on Instagram or on Twitter at Rotten Potato Pod. Pod. Rotten Potato Pod. I almost said Rotten Potatoes Pod, but it's not Rotten Potatoes Pod. It's that Rotten was, Potato Pod. That was too long of a of a username for Twitter. Mm. So mm. Rotten Potato Pod it is. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Uh, give us any suggestions on movies we should try. Or give us some of your hot takes on Armageddon. Yeah. Jake, do you want to? Uh, do you have any final words for uh, for our tots? All the little tots out there, just beware of space dementia. <laughs> <laughs> if you're thinking about going there. All right, guys. We'll see you next episode. Bye. <laughs>